Welcome to Down to Dunk. I'm your host, Andrew Schleck. We're part of the Athletic Podcast Network. With me tonight is my good friend, Alex Spears. Alex, what's up? What's up? We're live streaming game three of the Western Conference Finals play-by-play. All right, if you're here, we're here for the play-by-play. The second half of the Lakers-Nuggets game is going on right now, so uh, maybe you want to listen to us instead. I don't know. But if you are, if you're in the comments, uh, leave us a question. We'll answer questions toward the end, so we appreciate being there. Got my friend How, here uh, in the comments already. Very good. How, uh, how long do you think it would take if we were doing an influencer stream for you to like start sweating? Because <laughs> like, there's just so much air to fill. Like that's like a oh, two hour podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if, if, we, if we were actually watching the game and doing play by play and color commentary. If it was you and me, I think would be fine. It just depends on who it is. Depends on who it's with. Oh, I would get so nervous. <laughs> You have to be so prepared. You have to be, or, very or you have to be zero prepared. You can't be half prepared and then run out of all your like material within five minutes. You have like one story about every player, and then five minutes in, it's like, oh, uh, Stephen Adams' sister was an Olympian. They had Jeremy Grant's brothers, Jerry and Grant. I've been all been through all the Grant people. I don't know what else. <laughs> <is going. laughs> uh, okay, so Billy Donovan. Got hired by the Chicago Bulls today, and I don't know if you call it a complete surprise. That's that it had been kind of floated around there some, and so that was finalized today, uh, replacing Jim Boylan, which I think is part of the move a little bit for Billy. Right, you get to replace probably easily the worst coach in the NBA last year. Which That's is- a good point because I, I went on to uh, Chicago Bulls Reddit and was reading some of their comments, and like no one's like over the top excited about Billy, but yeah. I saw a lot of like, man, this is a lot better than Boylan. I saw someone say like, when you go from a one out of five or one out of 10 to a five out of 10, you feel pretty good. <laughs> so I think they're just, I think they're excited just to have some stability. One to have gar packs, actually not stability. It's instability because they had gar packs for like their yeah. entire adult lives. Oh my um, but to get rid of gar packs, have, a, a guy from the Nuggets who, like, everyone respects. How do you pronounce his name? What is his name? I remember doing him on fake trades. Yeah, uh, Karnasovas. Yeah, Karnasovas. And then they got their new GM, Mark Eversley, from the Sixers. <laughs> and now they have Billy Donovan, very well-respected. Like, they're becoming a normal NBA franchise, which they really haven't been in some time. Yeah. So I think Bulls fans are excited about that. Jim Boylan was 39 and 84 in two seasons there. You got to start somewhere. You got to start somewhere. And that's, and that's kind of part of the conversation is that the bulls have felt the pain of a rebuild already. Some people are, I mean, clearly the thunder were better than the bulls this year. I mean, that's not even a question, but the thunder haven't started their rebuild yet. The bulls and some may question whether this is the time to be done with the rebuild. I get that. They do have the reminder, like they do have the fourth pick in the draft this year, which is not the draft that you want necessarily to have the fourth pick, but they're going to have another high pick to pair with their young guys. I mean, Laurie Markinen, he's still, they've got to figure out his extension, but they got Kobe White, who had a nice year, Wendell Carter, who a lot of people like. 
So they've got some young talent there. They do have Zach Levine, who was uh, streaming live on the internet playing video games during when the news dropped and gave like a very monotone answer about how he thought Billy was a good coach. Honestly, got- I think that's like the best you could ask for because yeah. getting like something like some news like that, that's really going to affect you just sprung on you out of the blue. Yeah. I, I thought it could have gone a lot worse. Yeah. He didn't give any like side eyes or like, yeah, he didn't make a face, no faces. I feel like everybody is just responding to this very appropriately. Like, oh, Billy Donovan, nice coach. Like that's that's the appropriate response. There shouldn't be any like no one should tweet "Let's go" in all caps or anything like that. Like that should that I don't think that'll happen with Billy. It's just like, oh, no, shoulder shrug, you know, half smile. Billy Donovan, okay, that'll work. But uh, I think so- a lot of people are wondering though, like from Billy's perspective. Mm-hmm. In fact, uh, the big kid on our streams had helped me understand the upside of going to Chicago from Billy's perspective. I think that's valid because I think going into this coaching search, we were thinking at best, maybe he'd go to Philly, kind mm-hmm. of this possibly championship ready roster with a few tweaks, definitely have two stars. And at worst, maybe he'd end up with like the Pacers who you can say whatever you want about the Pacers, but like they're a consistent playoff team. They still have Oladipo. They have Sabonis. They have Miles Turner. Like they have a a solid, mature NBA core. Mm-hmm. And instead, he chooses, or maybe he doesn't choose. Maybe this was his best option with the Chicago Bulls, who, as we've talked about, their roster is very young, extremely yeah. young. I mean, they're maybe where the Thunder will be in like two to three years. Yes, possibly. Correct. And and so it is kind of interesting. I think that. Money probably played a factor. Have any details come out on this yet? Like how many years he got? No, they haven't released anything yet. I suspect that he got a pretty lengthy deal. I mean, if you get another five-year, like $25 million deal or more. Four plus years. I mean, I would be floored if it wasn't four or more. Yeah. Like that's awesome. That's a great reason to go do something. And I think with their new GM, a guy who the guy who everyone respects, you know, maybe they go uh big game hunting this summer. You know, maybe they're trying to reel in a big fish. They have the young guys. They have the pick. Mm-hmm. They have Bradley Beal tweeting out immediately after. I love coach. You have mm-hmm. Hank going absolutely insane. I'm going to mute myself <laughs> for a second. Yeah. I mean, there's the upside of him going, I think, Definitely the four-year deal is is one. Four years guaranteed at whatever. I mean, it's going to be $5 million plus a year. And you also have, you have to know that none of these guys that are on the Bulls roster are guys that were selected or drafted or brought in by the current GM of the Bulls. And so... I think that they view probably guys like Wendell Carter and Kobe White and Laurie Markkinen as building blocks, certainly. like I don't know what they think of Zach Levine. I don't know what they think of of Chris Dunn or I don't know. I don't know, honestly don't even know what like the health status of Otto Porter is. But if you can find somebody and, and Billy really, he took that's it's kind of like this mishmatchy group of players and the Thunder were very similar to that going into this season. 
no one really thought much of them and thought that they were going to be a good team. And granted, there's not a player as good as Chris Paul on the Bulls, but you're also in the Eastern Conference where we saw a team like the Wizards competing to get into the playoffs in the bubble this year. And the Wizards were so, so bad. And I know the Bulls were worse as far as record goes, but there's talent. There's stuff There's stuff to work with. And they're, they're going to be able to sign somebody in free agency. They can make a trade. Uh, somebody asked if there was even like the possibility of a Chris Paul trade to the Bulls, which... Where they're at now, they're likely to be capped out and not be able to like go after like a huge free agent. And so I, I find that a, a little bit intriguing. I mean, let's we can uh, I'm going to share my screen here and see if we can pull together a trade with the Bulls that makes sense. Yeah, it wouldn't be tough. And the big big bonus for Chicago is that they have that expiring deal. Uh, well, it is a player option. We got to wait and see if Otto Porter picks it up. But twenty-eight point four, twenty-eight point four million. But yeah, you have that as an expiring, and then you have the Cristiano Felicio at uh, seven point five. That's yep. another expiring. Great. Yeah, what is I mean, it's surprising how easy it is to start adding up money with the Chicago Bulls. You're there. I mean, you are there. We're there. We're done. Yeah, that's for real. They're finished. And so now, like, what's the asset? How do you how do you sweeten this up? Because I mean, the Thunder are, are taking Felicio and Porter and saying, "Oh, great, they're gonna want to they want a, a pick, right?" So we can go here. The great the great thing about this, and thanks for everybody who recommended this to me. So they have the fourth pick in the draft. I mean, is the fourth pick up for grabs here? I would assume not. I would assume not. But, you know, you ask. You have to ask. Maybe even say please. Because if you could get the fourth pick in the draft, going over to tankathon.com, my favorite website ever created, you can get like a Killian Hayes. Some people like yeah. Danny Avidia. I'm not a big Danny Avidia guy. Did you hear really? that report that the uh, the Warriors value Denny higher than LaMelo? That is interesting. I hadn't heard that. Yeah, the Warriors leaking all of their favorites to the media. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I would believe that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that means. Uh, but who, I mean, I I would target Anyeka Kongwu there at four, if that were a thing. Oh, I would be so pumped if something like How, that. Uh, do they have any other picks? Do they have any uh, um, like other teams' picks? If we so, can't get the fourth? So... They no. don't. They don't have anybody else with first round picks moving forward. No. Um, the Thunders, the Thunders pick page is, is insane. Let me just take a look. It's just oh, cool. wow. Look at that. Oh, keep scrolling. Look how much longer it is. The Thunder have so many picks. And I'm sorry if you're listening to this on a podcast, but if you're watching on video, you get to see the glorious list of Thunder picks. But I mean, I mean, if you're the Thunder, you can also just say like 2022 first round pick, top three protected, right? Wow, this is a really nice website. And we'll call uh, it. A- yeah. Um. So, but let's say they they don't want to give a pick, and they say we'll give you any of our young guys. You can have any, any one of them. Hmm. Carter. Carter would be your choice. Yeah, Wendell Carter Jr. Yeah. 
Yep. Who would you? I mean, is that not the right answer? It probably is. I mean, I still like Markinen. I I know he's been like hurt forever. Yeah. No, he's good. I, and he shoots. I, I tell you who we're not getting would be Kobe White because I was reading uh, a story that about Kobe White and Chris Paul. They're like best buds. Kobe yeah. White used to play for Chris Paul's AAU team. Mm-hmm. In North Carolina. Close. Yeah. All-time leading scorer in North Carolina high school basketball history, Kobe White. That's amazing. It's amazing. It's good for him. There are only 50 of those. <laughs> um, yeah, Markin has played 68, now. 52, and 50. Yeah. That's, I mean, he's, he's interesting. I, I mean, I would take either one of them. Right. Well, and Wend- Wendell Carter's only 21. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's, he's younger than uh, Obi Toppin? <laughs> much, much younger than Obi Toppin. But he's not, <laughs> like, I don't know. I mean, you have to pay Laurie Markinen right away, which I don't like. True, 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 true. I don't want to do that. Uh, Carter, you've got a little bit more time. That's another reason why I prefer him. But, I mean, let's just say they did deal Wendell Carter. I say, no, we want we want the fourth pick. Well, you can have actually. I just don't think they do that. I just don't even think that's realistic, to be honest. Sorry. Really, you think you think the fourth pick is more realistic in this draft? Maybe because I mean, Wendell Carter, if he was in this draft, I mean, he'd be a top four pick. I really believe that. I He's used to very- be really high on him. He reminded me of like Al Horford. Yeah, no, he's a. I mean, he's a really good player. He's got good passing skills. Mm-hmm. So you have to play behind Steve, though. Yeah, I mean, you could put Markinen in there, and then let's say that this is the Bulls team. So Billy comes over, takes over the Bulls team. They've got Chris Paul, Wendell Carter, Zach Levine, Thaddeus Young, Thomas Sadoransky, Kobe White. It's a nice team, right? <laughs> I'm assuming any Chris Paul trade is only going to get done with his blessing, right? I mean, not not that like oh. the Thunder would hold up a deal, but they're they're going to go into it seeking out a good situation for Chris. Mm-hmm. Don't you think? I mean, that's a good situation. He'll make the playoffs in the East, right? Congrats. Yeah, I mean, they probably do. But all the Thunder are looking for a good situation for themselves, above all. What is a better situation, uh, which I just thought of? The Bulls or the Knicks for Chris Paul? They're probably similar, right? Yeah, they probably are. And I've always been thinking of the Knicks as like a good situation for Chris Paul. And it's <laughs> That's a good, I mean, this is a, probably more accurate that uh, they're kind better, of the right? I mean, who are the young guys that he's playing with in New York? Well, they'd have to give them all to us, I think, to get a deal done. I mean, Mitchell Robinson would stay. Uh, <laughs> Frank Nilakino would probably stay. Wayne Ellington. I mean, once they trade these their guys to the Thunder, I mean, I went over this trade in a video today. Once they trade their guys to the Thunder, so you Chris Paul to the Knicks. Once you trade Chris Paul to the Knicks, you have to, Julius Randle back to OKC. Todd Gibson, back to OKC. Alfred Payton, back to OKC. And then I assume they'll ask for Kevin Knox, back to OKC. So, and then maybe the Thunder say, we'll throw you a bone here. You can have Terrence Ferguson, okay? 
and that's if that's the deal, right? Then like who's playing with Chris at that point, right? Yeah, because for all of Julius Randle's flaws, like he is an NBA player. Yeah, I, I mean, here's the top guy on the team: Chris Paul, Bobby Portis, R.J. Barrett, Wayne Ellington, Frank Nilakina, and whoever they get at number eight, which is an even worse situation. Like number eight, like likely a Kong was gone, uh, Vidya has gone, Killing Hayes is gone. Like maybe you can get. I mean, Obi Toppin, honestly, if they take Obi Toppin, he might be the second best Nick. He might be the second oldest Nick. <laughs> he really might be the second best Nick. That's oh. Okay, so maybe the Bulls aren't a crazy trade partner. For yeah, and, and they're also, I mean, there's talent there. I think people just, the fact that they were just so bad this year. It, it left a bad taste in their mouth, but Porter was hurt. Zach Levine missed some time. I don't know. I think they were just the worst coach team in the NBA, which I think is a huge part of that. So That's probably true. I mean, Jim Boylan, he's he's up there in like all time flameouts. I mean, it's amazing that he got as many games as he did. Yeah, because within a week. I mean, those are some great athletic stories. Mm-hmm. There was a there was a classic NBA desktop about Jim Boylan. I mean, he really <laughs> made a name for himself in a very short amount of time. <laughs> no man, it's very very bad. It's very very bad. But uh, yeah, I think I think that Billy could go up there. I mean, I just I think a, a decent like Zach Levine is thought of as like just this guy that's selfish and just scores and that's it. Not a good defender. All that might be true, but I mean, he's he's better than Dennis Schroeder is as a player, and Schroeder had like a ton of those same comps, right? Like selfish. Why would I want that guy? Is he even going to play for the Thunder? Like he's the odd man out here, and then Billy finds a way to use him to where he is extremely useful and like almost like almost positive value at this point. Like I mean, would you be surprised if the Thunder got a pick for Dennis Schroeder? I mean, I wouldn't. Uh no I well if they got a first round pick I actually would be surprised. Um, I mean a late first round pick you would be surprised. I mean this year maybe not, but in general like yes I would be shocked. Yeah I don't know he was very good. He was very good, but it's just a loaded position, and so the the number of teams where it makes sense is relatively small. Mm-hmm. I mean. And frankly, like you're going up against, you know, Chris Paul's another guard that's going to be available out there. There's yep. going to be other guards, depending on what teams are looking for. Like, I don't think it makes sense for the Sixers, for instance, to go after Dennis Schroeder in, in the way where I do think it makes sense to go after Chris Paul for them. Yeah. Even though Chris Paul has a much bigger contract. Yeah. I always think the Lakers is a good landing spot for Dennis. Oh, that'd be amazing. That'd be great for him. I mean, he'd be easily the best. Laker guard, <laughs> just not. Yeah, and they could still bring him off the bench. Like you can still let Rondo play or whatever. But yeah, I was trying to look up because um, okay, who who asked the question? Who asked the question? Asking me, WW Seifert, what's the over under for Bulls wins next season? So oh, first yeah. of all, they won twenty two games last year. Yeah, not great. The Cavs, worst team in the league, won 19. 
So they weren't that far behind. Mm-hmm. But they did have a lot of injuries, and they did have all the issues with their coach. But it's true. Like, realistically, I'm looking at that Orlando Magic in the eighth seed this year at 33 wins as kind of like a good benchmark. If they could hit that, I feel like that'd be a successful season for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. <laughs> they look into the playoffs with 33 wins. I don't even know which of those teams would drop out. Hey, I'm Taz Mellis of No Dunks on the Athletic. Do you want to walk into a room with your chest puffed out, your neck long, and your shoulders broad? Of course you do. For me, getting clothes that fit properly can give me the confidence I need to do just that. Indochino hooked me up with the gear that fits perfectly. I dreaded getting dressed for my Zoom meetings, but now I change for each one with a big smile on my face. I did a virtual fitting on Indochino's slick website for them to get my measurements. I didn't have to talk to a single human. There are so many options. Here are a few I chose. A long shirt, because I tuck it in. I got a no dunks monogram, and I decided against the shirt pocket. I sincerely did not think that custom fit clothing was this affordable, and all customizations are included in the cost. The website keeps your measurements on file so you never have to re-enter them. The best part, Indochino suits start at just $2.99 with all customizations included. Indochino is a no-brainer if you're getting married. Visit one of the Indochino showrooms across North America. Or book a virtual appointment like I did and shop online at Indochino.com. And right now, you'll get $30 off any purchase of $3.99 or more when you enter code TAS. Not ass, TAS, T-A-S, at checkout. That's Indochino.com, promo code TAS. Talking about erectile dysfunction isn't easy. Usually we just brush it off or blame ourselves saying things like, I lost my mojo. Or we avoid it altogether with excuses like, had a long day at work, or sorry, honey, just not feeling it. But with Roman, it's easy to talk about it with a real healthcare professional who could prescribe real medication. It's simple, safe, and totally discreet. With Roman, you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for ED, all from the comfort and privacy of your home. A healthcare professional will work with you to find the best treatment plan. If medication is appropriate, Roman will ship it to you with free two-day shipping. The whole process is straightforward, simple, and discreet. Getting started is simple. Go to GetRoman.com slash down to dunk and complete an online visit. Erectile dysfunction used to be tough to tackle, but now there's Roman. Complete an online visit today and connect with a healthcare professional and take care of it. Go to GetRoman.com slash down to dunk today. If approved, you'll get $15 off your first order of ED treatment. That's GetRoman.com slash down to dunk. GetRoman.com slash down to dunk. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. I mean, I, I mean, the Nets will probably make it. 
with Kyrie and KD coming back, right? Yeah. And I, can see the, I can see the magic dropping out, right? Possibly, yeah. You'll have the Wizards with John Wall and Beal back. We'll see what happens there. You'll have the Atlanta Hawks in year three of Trey. Maybe that's something. Mm-hmm. They only finish with two less wins, two mm-hmm. fewer wins than the Bulls. So I don't know. I mean, they definitely could make the playoffs. I don't think it's a lock. But on the other hand, they've got the new GM. They've got the new president. Mm-hmm. They've got a lot of maneuverable assets. They've got big contracts. They've got young guys. They've got picks, their own picks. So mm-hmm. like they can make something happen in a summer when maybe a lot of teams are going to be cash-strapped. Yeah. So let's let's see what happens first. Maybe mm-hmm. maybe they gave Billy a promise like hey, these are our plans for the upcoming year. I mean, I've I've saw a lot of stuff on on Twitter like how could he feel more confident in the Bulls? But you know, frankly, Presty wasn't able to tell him anything. And so if if the Nuggets were just able to lay out some type of plan, I'm sure that is more than the Thunder were able to offer him. Well, the Thunder haven't torn anything down yet. They haven't started. They haven't started. And I've heard that sentiment a lot. And I I understand it from this vantage point. I mean, if the Thunder were just trying to just build and carry through with what they have, then yeah. I mean, if they were like, oh, we've got to try to find a way to keep Gallo got to figure out a way to do it i mean like no that's just that's not the reality of where they're at i mean they they haven't torn it down yet and it they it hasn't gotten ugly yet for them it's been ugly for the bulls it's been ugly they just got done with another ugly year they got the the fourth pick in the draft to show for it and now they have to connect with the right player they've got to take the right player I mean, honestly, this is a little bit of a pivotal draft for them. Like, they just they can't afford to just swing and miss on this guy if they keep the pick, right? And maybe they, and they use, would be, maybe they use the pick for something. Yeah, I mean, what if like Lamelo falls to four? Like, yeah. all of a sudden, you feel like okay, maybe now we have an all star potential player. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know everyone feels like it go one way or the other with Lamelo, but he still does have that upside. And you can talk okay. yourself into it pretty easily. Now, mm-hmm. Lamelo and Zach Levine is your backcourt? I don't know. Probably not great, but I mean, be fun. I so, yeah, they would be fun. I mean, if you could get Lamelo, I think that would certainly be fun. Um, but if you get Achillean Hayes at that spot too, I mean, Anthony Edwards is not a lock to be the number one pick, or even the number two pick, or the number three. I mean, who knows? Who knows who these guys are going to be? Or maybe they just say, like, we'll just, we want more of a sure thing. We'll take Devin Vassell at four. Mm. Feels high, but the dude is six, seven. He can shoot it. He can defend. We'd rather just give me the, give me the, the more of a sure thing, maybe a lower ceiling than some of these other guys, but like, give me that. Now, Benelephant King asked me, is there an Alex YouTube show scale for the Bulls outlook? So, Kind of a new uh, genre of YouTube video I've been watching lately is guys who um, camp. Hmm? Guy, guys who guys who camp is the genre. Yeah. Uh, some of these videos, Andrew, are like three hours long, and I have watched them. You watched three hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a video where a guy 
goes out into the wood, usually with a dog, maybe two dogs, uh-huh. and he camps. And he usually camps like in the elements, like something's going on. Maybe it's a blizzard or he's doing a hot tent. Have you ever, have you ever heard of hot tenting? It's where you actually have a stove in your tent. Uh-huh. But then um, I, I don't think that that's where the bulls are. I think bulls are more this other genre, which is stealth camping. Have you heard of stealth camping? Uh, this is all like new stuff I've, to me. I'm, these yeah, are the first time I've heard these words in combination. I've been getting into some different stuff on YouTube. You know, I'm getting tired of my old stuff and I'm looking for new stuff and I'm getting into camping vids. Stealth camping is where you go to like a rest stop where you are not allowed to camp Mm -hmm. and you go into the woods that are right next to the rest stop and you like secretly camp. It's kind of exciting, but it's not really that exciting. And I feel like that's what the bulls are. Yeah, you sleep. You, You go back into it. And you set up your little camp and people are like not that far away. And there's the threat that you're like going to get caught. But honestly, if you got caught, like what's really going to happen? They're just going to be like, well, you stop doing this. And then wake up. Get up. You like, yeah, because you like park there. Your car is right there. So it's like kind of exciting, but not really. And I feel like that's a, a good uh, metaphor for the bulls right now. They're kind of exciting, but not not really. Like they're not going to really do anything. <laughs> yeah, they're stealth camping right now. Yeah, they're stealth camping. Hey, are the are the Nuggets stealth camping? They're they're beating the Lakers significantly, but I think that AD shot maybe made them into some stealth campers. What do you think? Uh, man, I it, part of me thinks that if AD doesn't hit that shot, like the score is flipped right now, because the Lakers seem like yeah. such the kind of team who, after being up two zero, especially like after a win like that, would just be like, all right, let's take our pedals off the gas. Just yeah. for a little bit. I So, I I don't know. Well, I mean, I've been wrong about this Nuggets team the entire time. It looks like they're probably going to win this game. It's going to be 2-1. Lakers are going to have to come out in game four and put them away. Because they do not want to be tied with this team. This team is too scary. They Yeah, they'll do stuff. You, they will. They'll do stuff. You cannot underestimate them. I just feel like the game two is such a lost opportunity for them, though. Oh, it was huge. Like, we've been there. Thunder have been there. You can't, just because you're young, just because you're all under 25, don't think that this is just going to be handed to you at some point. Like, you just mm-hmm. can't, you cannot. You have to take the opportunities when when they're right there, man. You got to seize them. You got to seize them. Got to seize them. Got to make adjustments. Panthers <laughs> man, <sighs> two, one, three, four, wants to know what we think about Kenny Atkinson as a coach in Oklahoma City. Um, I don't have opinions on many coaches, um, but Kenny Atkinson does fall into the category of coaches that I've actually seen. I actually know what he looks like. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I should have more an opinion. Um, you know, everything you hear about him is that he'd be a great coach for a developmental team. Mm-hmm. Runs a nice tight ship, you know, seems like he's got things together. All the smart people seem to really like him in terms yeah. of his X's and O's. And sure. by smart people, I mean Mikey Barra. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to not say that, yeah, that would probably be a home run for OKC. I mean, how could you not be excited if they if they sign Kenny Atkinson? Yeah, I think you'd be excited for sure. Yeah. That and I feel that. like the reason why you'd be excited is because other people would be excited. Like yeah. you'd be listening to podcasts the next day like, what a great hire for the oh, Thunder. Oh, my gosh. 
<laughs> I know. It would be just like that. And then once the Thunder got superstars and those superstars didn't respect him because he didn't play in the NBA and didn't do this, this, and this, and this. And that's why he's not with the Nets anymore. So Yeah, that's a bummer. That's fine. I also think Kenny Axon will uh, be expensive. And I don't think the Thunder will hire him purely based on that. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And it's something we haven't really talked about. And Ethan Sherwood-Strauss actually did an article about it. Um, about like the teams that might be struggling more financially than others. Yeah. And I, I didn't really buy the OKC section because I feel like we've talked to people who have said they're not as leveraged in oil and gas as everyone seems to think. And that was what his whole section was about. But some of the other ones, obviously Tillman Fertitta is the headliner here because oh, yeah. he's so leveraged into things that need people there, like restaurants and bars and casinos. But some of the other ones were interesting. The thing I texted you guys, just the stat that Steve Ballmer is one, has 100 times more value or is, or is his net worth is 100 times more than Vivek. Because I always thought of Vivek as like a pretty rich guy for whatever reason. I mean, he is a rich guy. Yeah, that's true. I shouldn't make it out like Vivek's <laughs> poor. He's not stealth camping. For good He's reason. He's a rich guy. I don't know. But yeah. Steve Ballmer is mega watt rich yeah Fertitta is stealth camping as the <laughs> yeah, he is that dude is a stealth camper man it's pretty awesome <laughs> he's he is yeah he's way over leveraged there but you know that's what you got to do if you own the bubblegum shrimp company you know but but i do think like if they really did identify a guy i was like man this is going to be the guy mm-hmm. who's going to like get a system in place, maintain our culture. I think it's worth the money because I do think coach is one of those areas where you can really get a leg up on other teams, similar to ownership, which you don't really have any control over as a fan. But like coach is one of those areas that's not a player where you can really make a huge difference, as we saw with Jim Boylan in Chicago last year. I think that the it's more likely that it's going to be a guy that you're like, oh, either it's, oh, that guy, I, I – I've heard of that guy or it's going to be like, who, who, I don't know who that is. I think it's going to be somebody that they're going to let make mistakes and be, and grow into being a head coach. That we're going to let, they're going to pick someone who they're going to let us tear them apart. Yeah. I mean, I think there's going to be mistakes made certainly when it comes to the next. And we're going to let them know about it. We'll let them know. We'll pot about it. We'll let them know that we're much smarter than they are, just like we do with Billy, even though Billy was like one of the more experienced head coaches ever. <laughs> He's been coaching, been a head coach for a long time. But yeah, but we we watched all the games on TV, which I feel like is a different perspective that he just maybe didn't get, you know? Yeah. Billy will often say in a press conference, I couldn't really see it. I couldn't really see the play that well. I'll have to take another look. He was never scrolling through Twitter while also watching the game, which I feel like also gives you a different perspective. It does. It lets you know the correct opinions to have at the end of games, especially when in regards to Mason Plumley, right? Oh yeah, Poor Mason, 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 Mason beat out a uh, beat out Bam for our the team to represent America. Yeah, he really did. That was wild. Congrats to him. Uh, but Elephant King asks, what move will signal the true downfall of the Rockets this offseason, looking at dominoes to fall? I mean, it's kind Man. of 
it's got to be if if Westbrook is on the block, right? I don't. I don't know. I almost feel like the true downfall will be if they get a deal done for Eric Gordon because I don't think they would get a lot back. Yeah. And for all the things you can say about Eric Gordon, like as we saw in at least one of those games against the Thunder, like he can be very good. And maybe it was just a down season. And but because it's a down season, they're not going to get as much back in the trade because he's on this really long contract. I think if they trade him, it's going to be bad because I think they're going to get worse, mm-hmm. even though it might not seem that way right now. Yeah, I think that's inevitably going to happen. Well, then there you go. There's the, <laughs> the downfall starting. <laughs> I think that go ahead and flick that domino, Benelphin King. <laughs> I think if you hear. The Rockets have been taking calls on Russell Westbrook. Then it's like, oh boy, because they've already gone from Chris Paul to Russell Westbrook, and then they you can't go from Russell Westbrook to something better at this point in time, right? Okay, so I would say if they're taking calls, that's actually a good sign. If they're making calls, then it's bad. I mean, they're not going. No one's the Rockets won't leak that they're making calls. Somebody might though. Does Fertitta run a tight ship? <laughs> Loose lips sink ships. If, if, if honestly, if if they're taking calls, that would like be awesome for them because that means some other team out there, for whatever reason, is willing to take on that contract. Mm-hmm. Someone out there is trying to give them an out. Someone's trying. I mean, maybe, maybe that would be fast. If 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 Westbrook gets traded, I will be so shocked. Yeah. Man. What about this trade? I'm going to share my screen here in a second. And this, I actually had somebody DM me about this. I'll have to see if I can find their name. But this is just a really funny trade. It would never, ever, ever, ever happen. But it's just kind of a funny trade. So here's the trade. Today's episode is brought to you by Untitled Community Service Club. If you like comedy, you're going to love this fully improvised comedy show. Nothing is planned. Everything is made up on the spot, from the characters and their personalities to the entire storyline as a whole. The show follows Coach and Sid, who are two former high school bullies, and their transition not only to college life and what that entails, but also to become better people. Each episode features a unique guest that Coach and Sid try their best to help in any way they can. Season 1 airs September 1st, and you can listen to it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube. That's the Untitled Community Service Club. Take a listen on September 1st if you want a real good laugh. What if Rockets. What if Clippers. Rockets Clippers. Patrick Beverly and Paul George to the Rockets for P.J. Tucker and Russell Westbrook. I mean, that would be amazing for the Rockets. <laughs> I was actually, you guys were talking about Patrick Beverly, and I still think like he would be great on the Rockets. <laughs> that was like his destiny, playing next to Harden. Mm-hmm. Like he was the perfect, I mean, I guess you could kind of argue Russ is similar in that he has like that drive mm-hmm. and ferocity, but I just loved Beverly on the Rockets in that role. I didn't love him, but I, I thought that was just a great role for him, specifically next to James Harden. Yeah. So this would be like Patrick Beverly, Paul George for PJ Tucker and Russell Westbrook. That would be like amazing for the Rockets. That would yeah. bail them out so much. 
<laughs> really would. You get way off P though, man. I just don't believe in that guy. Who cares? Like, do you believe anyone on the Rockets? Just shuffle another guy in there. Robert Covington. Yeah, I like Covington. Bob. He's very good. Um, but yeah, that would never happen. The Rockets would need to give like probably two first round picks if they had them to give. <laughs> and I don't think they do. Oh no. No, 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 no. What if it was what if it was Rodney Magruder instead of Patrick Beverly? Magruder mm. and Paul George, who Magruder is like the exact player that the Rockets fans would overrate like immediately. Well, like a James Ennis type. Yeah. I mean, oh my gosh, Rodney Magruder is 29 years old. Oh yeah. He's ready to go. He's ready. How's that possible? He's a rocket, right? I mean, he's oh, all you guys are being this is way too low of Paul George would still get a haul if he would tr- it was traded right now. Way off P? Yes, he would get at least two first round picks back. I don't know. Some of the Clippers role players were rolling their eyes at him, thinking they're better than him. Probably the ones that aren't going to be on the team next year. We'll see, man. We'll see. We will see. We will see. We will see. I just, I just think that there are so many teams who would, I mean, the Sixers, like Paul George would be incredible on the Sixers. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite fake. Uh, yeah. That's, that's, it's a silly trade. It's not a real trade. I also think that that um, I also think that Kawhi needs a a point guard to help lead the team. And that's why he, he does need like a loud leader point guard. So Westbrook does fit in that sense. That's what I'm saying. Like if you really want Westbrook to win a title, it's not with James Harden. Like James Harden, obviously great great player, one of the greatest players of all time. But I've I've never seen a great player like that. That's ball dominant, just completely fade into the background like that. I mean, that was unbelievable. It was unbelievable to watch him not want the ball. But like, he competed really hard on defense, but didn't want the ball. It was just such a weird, it's so weird watching him. It was so weird. And like, then he counts on Russ, who is just not that guy anymore. But Kawhi is that guy, right? In the clutch. He just needs, he needs Russell to carry him there. He needed Kyle Lowry to carry him there. He needed Tim Duncan and, and Manu and, and Tony Parker to carry him there. Russell can help get him there. Kawhi just has got I mean, honestly, the perfect fit, which a lot of people have brought up, is Chris Paul. Like, Chris and, Paul would be great for Kawhi. Oh yeah, yeah, he'd be great. There's just no way. They're not. There's no way. There's absolutely zero chances of that happening. But I thought that was kind of interesting. But the, the Sixers is the, is the really interesting Paul George destination, right? Yeah, I still like that MB for Paul George. So Even I, though I don't think the Sixers would ever do it, but it's so juicy. It's a juicy one. I like that a lot. The Sixers, I mean, they should do that, right? And then they'll just immediately lose. But it'd be cool, like, to play 2K with them. Oh, that's that's the other thing I've been watching on YouTube. For for I shouldn't be doing. It. I don't enjoy them. But there's this guy on YouTube who just does a rebuild with every team in the league. <laughs> and it'll, it'll, the videos are like 30 minutes. And you've played 2K. Like, the trades are not realistic. Like, they're not good. No. And so, like, there's really not a ton of skill in rebuilding your 2K team. I mean, you just cycle through the trades. And what you can do is just, like, get a ton of picks. And then you load up 
draft classes and then just like get a really good young team. It's yep. like, who cares? This is stupid. <laughs> but yet I'm watching it. <laughs> That's really good. Oh, man. A yon to underscore 15. Will James Harden ever win a title? <sighs> I I, number one guy, no. Never. Never, ever. He hasn't shown it. Like he's, it's too late. It's too late to try to show it. If if he can get on a team with a guy that's better than him, sure, sure. As a number one guy, no freaking chance. No chance. Zero chance. You're probably right. And and maybe he could have. You know, let's say if the if the Warriors, the KD Warriors, didn't exist, maybe he could have won a title during one of those two years. Yeah, maybe that maybe that was his window, and now if it's going to happen, it's going to happen in some other form. He'll be in another jersey. I can, really, you think James Harden will not play out his life in Houston? Houston, yeah, right, man. No way. I feel like it's such a cush life for him, though. I know you were saying we were we were texting about this the other day. Yeah, it's a cush. I mean, of course, like any of these are cush lives. I just don't know that. Like how many guys are are built to just stay in one city? And I mean, he's obviously he played in Oklahoma City, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, yeah. There's always going to be guys like Steph and Tim Duncan. Although Tim Duncan, of course, wanted to leave and wanted to go to Orlando, but whatever. Um, but I don't know. I just feel like James Harden in Houston just fits so well. And and he's got he's got the diehard fans. He's got diehard. Harden fans in the same way that like for us at stayed in OKC, he has his diehard fans. Mm-hmm. I think the big difference is that Harden at least knows, you know, as long as I'm healthy and on this team, we're probably winning 50 games and going to the playoffs every year. Whereas mm-hmm. I feel like at the end of that Russ run, we were looking into the future and like, ooh, we could get to a point where Russ is on this team and because the Western Conference is getting better and because our cap is getting worse, like there could be years where we just don't make the playoffs even if Russ is healthy. Yeah. which I don't think that's the case with Harden. So I think that is what might keep him there a little bit longer. I mean, we were, we were chatting, uh, chatting. <laughs> we were texting. <laughs> I was chatting with my friend. Uh, we were texting about just like how different it would be right now if Russ was still on this team oh, man. and like how different our conversations would be. I mean, we have so much to talk about in terms of all the different ways this team could go. And if Russ was still on this team, obviously we do have stuff to talk about, but the team would be so much more limited and the future would be very scary. And you, and you brought up the last few years of Kobe in LA, which I hadn't thought about, but I think that might actually be, like a best case scenario for how that could have turned out. Which is like, hard, by the way. Right. But at least they like, were still getting high picks and building up a, a roster of young guys that they eventually traded away. But right. like Kobe was still able to have some moments and they were able to like stealth tank. Like that was probably going to be the best case scenario. Yeah. I, yeah. That's, I mean, that's true. That's true. I, I just think that we would have, Westbrook implosion, you know, for four years straight. You know, we've got Lakers are fighting back, man. The Lakers are they're not done. They're oh, not three point game, six minutes no. left. King of Keep it tuned right here. Game three, the, Western Conference Finals. Kyle Kuzma hour right now. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, it's, dude. I I don't know. It. I'm. I'll say this: the Thunder did the right thing at the right time, even if they were forced to. It was the best timing for everybody, for everybody involved, including for Russell, who gets to play on a team that. And there's the the Rockets are likely going to run it back with a similar squad and they may have better injury luck next year with Russell himself. And they may have, who knows what the situation is. You know, he's had, he had COVID, he had all these things happen to him and he was just not in good shape. And so that's fine. Like maybe they run it back and things are better. And so you try it again. I have my doubts. I saw James Harden just completely duck from the moment. And I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm done with that Rockets team because of that. Um, but they could make a, like a run to the Western Conference Finals. That's not improbable next season. So yeah, that's how I feel. Andrew, let the people know what you're drinking. Everyone knows we're big uh, uh, Scotch guys, big uh, whiskey guys. So what do, what are you having tonight? American uh, highball. <laughs> I'm having an American clear grapefruit flavored sparkling water. Now, what is American clear? Is that the Sam's brand? Uh, yeah, this is Sam's Walmart brand. Yeah. Oh, very cool. I'm I'm uh, doing Polar, uh, Black Cherry Essence. It's a it's a go to for me. Oh, nice, nice. That sounds. And good. for the people out there, I told Andrew, but I'm eating some uh, crunchy Chicos. Oh yeah, crunchy corn nuts. They're great. Yeah, I've got some uh, some dry roasted sea salt peanuts here. <laughs> eating straight from the jar. Eating straight from the jar. Alex called them gross. Uh, watching Nicole Jokic just throw up a bomb. Uh, Three-point game here in this. This is terrible next-day podcast. I understand that. Um, who? Oh, yeah. What coach wants to lead Russ and Harden? That's a, that's a big question because D'Antoni... I mean, that was D'Antoni's team, right? That was his yeah. team. That, that team was built for him. Specifically him. Right? Now what? Yeah. Like now what? This is this is like this is like a mansion that Shaq owned and he's got this giant bed and like all these giant things. Everything is just made just for him and like another millionaire walks in and I'm like I don't want this. Right? That's a great point because you think about who we've heard of, Jeff Van Gundy, a guy who hasn't coached in the NBA I can't remember since when. It's been over a decade since it's with been- the Rockets last, right? With Yao. Yeah. So he's going to come back. He's going to come out of retirement to coach a team and be forced into this like small ball. Like I can't imagine him wanting to do that. Like if he's going to come back, it has to be like the perfect situation where he can actually coach the way he wants to coach. I mean, he's been coaching some of the like under 20 or whatever USA teams, I think. Coaching the and sure, teams, yeah. And I'm sure he enjoys that because he gets to coach the way he wants to coach. If you come to the Rockets with this roster without significant changes, like you're kind of boxed in in terms of what you can do. And that's just a weird decision for someone like Jeff Van Gundy to make. I mean, if I were him, I would much rather go just like to the Pacers. Like maybe it's not as high of a ceiling, but you can much more easily install whatever system you want to install. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. I don't either. It's a big deal. It's a really big deal. And I don't know if they promote from within just to be cheap, which would feel like a very Fertitta thing to do. 
which may end up being the best thing for them. I mean, honestly. But also, who are their assistants? Because didn't they like not retain any of D'Antoni's assistants last year? So it'd have to be someone who's been with the team for a short amount of time. Mm-hmm. Man, I don't know, but I'm very interested in that hiring decision. Because in some respects, it's a plum job. Like, you, What coach gets to come in and immediately get a coach a MVP candidate? You know, like, that's pretty awesome for most coaches, especially if it was like a first-time coach or even a coach like Ty Lue who hasn't been coaching for a while and is trying to like reestablish his name as a, as a head NBA coach. Like getting to coach James Harden is pretty good. He'll do a lot of the work for you. But there's you'll, also just a ton of restrictions. Yeah, you'll win 50 games. Right, yeah. That will happen. You will come in, you will win 50 games. So... Yeah, I Ty Lue will get a job. Maybe it's the Rockets' job. You know, maybe he gets the Sixers' job. I think Ty Lue will get a job. Yeah, I th- I'm I'm feeling Dan Tony for Sixers. That'd be great. I think they could they could use somebody like Mike D'Antoni to help them figure out how to play together. And it's just funny, like so many so many fan bases just kill their coaches, like. In the in the Eastern Conference Finals, like we we talk about how much we are sad about Brad Stevens. Celtics fans have like been like just killing Brad Stevens, demolishing <laughs> <laughs> him, and his, his rotations. His uh, they call him Basic Brad. You know, like they really, yeah, man. I'm telling you, like there's no. I mean, the only way that you love your coach is if you win the title, right? Yeah, or unless you just like, like if 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 the Raiders got to the finals last year and they lost and they were playing all these box and ones and everything, everybody like, the hell is this guy doing? You know? Yeah, what what team do you think loves their coach the most that hasn't won a title? Because it's not the Bucks. <laughs> oh no. That's the only way that you will love your coach. I'm convinced. I mean, how many years do the Nuggets Nuggets get to the end of the season saying, "Yeah, let's just fire Mike Malone"? Like every, ma- year. every year, every year. Maybe not this year because now you're you've if you've reached the level of like overachievement, then it's like, okay, we're satisfied. You can stay. But Mike Malone has been a guy that every year it's been like, yeah, it's it's really it's time. It's time. I have a I have a friend that's a Nuggets fan, and it's been like, yeah, it's time. You know, yeah. for, like every year it's been that way. Man, this is actually a really hard question because if you take out like first year coaches, obviously Suns fans probably like Monty Williams right now. Oh yeah, for good reason. Yeah, but overachieving. You, they overachieved. They won all eight games. Great, we love you. But I think it might be like the Jazz. I think the Jazz is the only team I can think of where they have an established coach, and you don't hear a ton negative about Quinn Snyder. I think they realize that he's like a good coach. Yeah, and they're lucky to have him, even though it ne- hasn't necessarily worked out in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I think that's a good call. I think that's a good call. But that might be it. it oh, be- OKC fan with Russ. Did you guys not like Scott Brooks? I thought he was good for OKC. That's a, a that's a good question because kind of talking along the same lines, like that team was wildly successful, but didn't win the ring, and I think as a result of that a lot of the blame fell on Scott Brooks' shoulder. Yeah. Shoulder. He has two shoulders. Shoulder. Shoulders. Only yeah. plural. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I I think that 
while they were overachieving, like the 2010s, it was like, oh, like 2010. Oh man, this is awesome! Look at they found this this young this young pup to be our coach. This is great. Look at him; he's great. Oh, his mom is flying in from LA. His mom owns a car wash. What a what a great story! I love this guy. I actually and, didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's like a huge part of the the NBA finals. Did you thought? Wow, you got to save that for an influencer stream. You can't I know that one up. I got to take. <laughs> but man, it's just. Uh, yeah, I didn't. And then once he played Perk in the finals, it was all over, right? It was all over. Although I will tell you, I saw him at Chardin and Company on a uh, Britain and wherever. Got his haircut. He got his haircut right next to me. Uh huh. And I talked to him, and I called him coach. Kick it. <laughs> That's a good place for us to stop today. Thanks for listening to our podcast. You can follow me on Twitter at Andrew K. Schlecht. You can follow Alex on Twitter at Al Baby Cakes. Please leave us a five-star iTunes review. We read all of them, and we appreciate all of them. Uh, it means a lot to us that you would take the time to do that. So please continue to do so. We will read the best five-star reviews on Friday. So you still got some time, but I do it now. Better go do it now because Apple Podcasts, they take a long time to load those comments. So make sure you do that today. Have a great Wednesday, and we'll talk to you guys again on Friday.